All right. Well, hello there. Welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, a wacky, crazy, that means the same thing basically, one and done. And we are breaking into spooky season. This is Halloween themed. Oh, I'm so excited. And can I bring something up live on air? Even though we've been talking for 40 minutes and I could have mentioned it before. Yes, of course. Um, I think that during spooky season, not now, but maybe starting on our next episode, I think we should go back to drinking a beer on our one and dones. Because in our early days, we used to drink a beer and they were always kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And the other day at the store, I saw a beer that was Bat Squatch. (gasps) No I did an episode on Bat Squatch. I know. That's what I'm saying. I took a picture. I forgot to send it to you. But I I will get it for our next one and done. I love it. You know why we stopped drinking beer? Because we're moms and have all this shit going on? (laughs) Well, that too. But also because I was um, cutting out gluten. Okay, before you get all riled up about (laughs) gluten-free bullshit, I I don't have Crohn's. But Crohn's disease is a legitimate reason not to eat gluten, by the way. So if you're like, oh, fuck you, gluten-free. No, that's like life-threatening to eat gluten if you have Crohn's. I don't have Crohn's. Also celiac, right? Oh, maybe I'm thinking celiac. Oh, I don't know. Okay, go on. I'm thinking celiac. What the fuck? I am the worst. Okay, I apologize to everybody who has celiac and or Crohn's disease. Um. But I found that gluten was causing a lot of inflammation in my body. Mm-hmm. I believe that. So I was cutting it back, which, you know, if you know, you know, beer has gluten in it. It's kind of hard to find gluten-free beer. There's more options, but... Cider, right? Cider or seltzer is gluten-free. Do we consider seltzer a beer? No. No. Okay. Absolutely not. Just checking. But, but also yeah. answered before you could answer, so... <laughs> but... I am totally open. You know what? If it's for the podcast, inflammation it is. You don't need to wear tight shoes ever again. (laughs) Throw those gloves in the dumpster. My wedding ring? Who needs one? Who needs it? I'll cut that baby off with a pair of fucking pliers right now. I'm married in my heart and soul. I don't need a ring. You don't. Just we'll we'll put a hula hoop around that finger. Let's drink some (laughs) beer. Oh my gosh. Well... I think that's a great idea, and we can go back. I will get inflammation for bat squatch beer, 100%. It is worth it in my book. But let's get right into it. I think Tiffany usually says this, but I'll say this. Thank you for joining us for happy hour. Yes. And without further ado, let's get to it. I haven't said that in a while either. Not since at least last episode. I know. (laughs) I don't think I said it last episode, actually. Oh, my God. That's what it was missing. I know. I am going to tell Tiffany about some unique Halloween traditions from around the world. And this list comes from Listverse, and it is by Jonathan Sampson, and it was written in 2018. So if there's any newer ones out there that I missed, let us know. You can DM us or email us. Um, All of that contact information is on our episode description. So we're going to start with one of the funner ones, I think. Okay. And this is from Europe. (laughs) (laughs) The suspense. (laughs) (laughs) 
So around 2,000 years ago, the Celts of Britain and France celebrated the new year on November 1st, marking the end of the harvest. They believed the spirits of the dead would return to earth and mingle with the living. Mm -hmm. The natives celebrated this spooky event with a festival of the dead called Samhain. Okay. It's not spelled like that, but it's pronounced like that. Locals engaged in a number of bizarre rites. One of the lesser-known traditions involved a cabbage. On October 30th, little girls would unearth cabbages and use them to work out what their future husbands would be like. (laughs) I don't know how you can tell from a cabbage what your future husband is going to be like. I don't. I'm very interested to see this ritual take place. Um, But it gets even more fun because after this, the cabbages were used as projectiles to prank their neighbors. They would literally throw cabbages at their neighbors' homes. And this was called Cabbage Night. (laughs) (laughs) I, first of all, love Cabbage Night. You're like, let me look at this. Yep, my husband's going to be farty. And then you chuck it at your neighbor. Yes, he's going to have a massive head. (laughs) Um, So that sounds kind of fun. And I don't know if they still do Cabbage Night, but it was originally um, started in Scotland and Ireland, which I thought was pretty cool. I love that. I love throwing a cabbage at somebody. It's such a big vegetable. It's heavy. It's weighty. Like it's got some weight to it. Like not a tomato. A mushroom isn't going to do any damage, Mm-mm. but a watermelon is kind of too aggressive. Mm-hmm. I feel like a cabbage really hits that sweet spot of the yes, perfect food to chuck at your neighbor. Well, and too, it's like um, you, you could fit in your hand because watermelon, you're, you're going to need two hands to throw that. <laughs> um, mushrooms, people are just going to open their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a watermelon, you'd have to bring the catapult with you trick or treating. And that might be. Yes an issue yes i mean that's not suspicious at all just dragging around a large wooden catapult (laughs) but you could hide a cabbage in under your arm or or in your jacket or something i don't know um in a bag i suppose i mean i don't know why you anyway i'm it's too much i'm going too far i've taken it too far we don't need to know how people carry their cabbages around (laughs) so (laughs) so the next one on our list comes from the middle ages and it is called a soul cake as if, you know, like your essence of your spirit, your soul. Mm-hmm. And the British baked soul cakes to honor the dead. So these edible treats were typically made using cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and saffron. Sound delicious, yeah, actually. Yeah, that sounds really good. The cake's raisin toppings were arranged in the form of a cross. And during Hallowtide... Beggars and young children were encouraged to knock on their neighbors' doors and pray for their souls of the departed relatives, inspired by the pagan folk plays of Samhain. Samhain. What did I say? Samhain. Oh my gosh. It's, I didn't write how you say it. Samhain. 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 The children would chant special souling songs in exchange these soulers were rewarded with soul cakes and other treats. So wait, wait. I, so a, a, 
a child would come outside and just chant in the dark and then you'd give them a piece of the cake? Yes, with a raisin cross on it. They're it's, like they're like cupcake size. This is the scariest thing I've ever heard of in my life. So th- yes, they were encouraged to go to beggars. I think that's maybe might be derogatory at this point because this was the Middle Ages, but um, so everything in the Middle Ages was derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> You'd say hello by throwing a fucking cabbage at somebody's head. Like nothing was nice. Fair enough. So, and young children were, they would go to the neighbor's doors, they would knock and they'd pray for the souls of the departed in that house, from that house. And then they would sing um, songs, I guess. Oh, so it was like the kids were doing a service. Mm -hmm. The people would be like, could you please pray for Aunt Thelma and Uncle Ned? And then the kid would pray and then they'd get paid with a little cake. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, that's less scary. I just thought it was a kid standing outside chanting in the dark and then the people would be like, okay, here's your cake. Bye. <laughs> it was almost like Christmas caroling, but mm-hmm. but a little bit more macabre. Yeah, so, but a little bit, only slightly more death. Just yes. a hair. Which is what usually what happens here on Happy Hour Gets Weird. Mm-hmm. It's um, just a little bit slightly more death mm-hmm. than the yes. rest of the time. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So this is kind of an outdated practice. Nobody really does this anymore. Um, But there are small pockets throughout Britain, Portugal, and France who do have soul cakes or make soul cakes on this date. Um, I don't think solars, which is what they were called, the people that would go around and like pay homage to your departed, Mm -hmm. um, really do that anymore. But I bet if you're in these small pockets, you might find a soul cake somewhere at a bakery. I don't know. I think it's interesting that the warm spices that were used on these cakes such a long time ago are still popular during this time of year. What a I know. long time for that to hang around. I know. That sounds delicious, actually. And it does. I'm a- it's like a spice cake. Yeah. Yes, but with raisins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually love raisins. Um, our next one comes from Bolivia. And it is called the Day of the Skull, and it is a tradition celebrated in Bolivia. So across the nation's capital of La Paz, residents collect and decorate the skulls of the dead. The skulls are often handed down from one generation to the next and prettied up with hats, glasses, flowers, and cocoa leaves. Many residents take the skulls from abandoned graves as well. (laughs) Um, uh I just feel like this is just asking for a haunting, if I'm being completely honest. It's just a (laughs) human skull sometimes taken from a grave and then in your house. Yes. That seems haunted. I mean, I wouldn't do it personally, but I mean. I appreciate the tradition and I respect the tradition. It just seems like it's a good way to get haunted. Yes. Which I'm not even entirely against getting haunted. Yes, I was thinking about that too. I was like, would I mess with a skull once a year? No, but they are passed down. Some are passed down through families. So it's like maybe they do want to keep the spirit alive around. That's Um, true. If it was my skull and I was like, kids do this thing, that's, mm -hmm. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. If somebody specifically said, I want to be a part of this. Might be. I mean, I'm. I'm like I said. I'm actually not against being haunted. I wouldn't dig up an abandoned grave, though. 
No, I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend that. No, 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 no. Um, and it's it actually sounds like kind of a fun day. So, um, a week after All Saints Day, which is uh, about when this happens locals flood into the general cemetery in la paz and the worshipers sit through a service with their um decorated skulls a mariachi band plays music the residents sing and dance and the skulls are given offerings of food cigarettes nice and prayers that does sound really nice yes now like we said skulls are like oh why skulls and it turns out that many of bolivia's less fortunate residents still retain superstitious beliefs Mm -hmm. they believe there are a total of seven souls one of which is contained within the skull wait each person has seven souls yes interesting i've never heard that Yes. So the skulls serve as amulets, guaranteeing their owner's protection and good fortune. The ancient tradition has been credited with a great deal from solving crimes to aiding youngsters with their university studies. So it's considered, I guess, the soul contained within the skull Mm -hmm. is good luck. Okay. I've totally come. Wait, is it 180 or 360? I don't know. 180. Okay. I, I flipped it all around. I love this. I'm obsessed with it. Yes. I, at first, I was thinking it sounded haunted. But as you said, it's usually a family member that is mm-hmm. wants you to do this. I think mm-hmm. it's a really cool tradition. And I, it's kind of like how, you know, people keep ashes and things like that. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I just yeah, made it sure. creepy because I'm an asshole American. <laughs> but it's actually really beautiful and kind of lovely. Yeah. And I like the seven souls thing. I'm going to have to research this. I'm going to write this on my notebook, seven souls, right next to the picture that I made of a small cake on my doodle pad. Don't forget Bolivia. This is from Bolivia. Bolivia. Cheers to you, Bolivia. Yes. And that always reminds me of that Wu-Tang Clan song. Cheers to you, Bolivia. No, what they say, uh, they have Bolivia in it. I don't know the words, but that reminds me of a yard sign that i saw okay and it said it said presidents come and go but wu-tang clan is forever oh my god that's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) my favorite yard sign of all time (laughs) we need to all remember that presidents aren't here forever (laughs) yes only wu-tang clan (laughs) only wu-tang clan All right, so the next one we have has to do with pumpkins. And in Spain, it comes from Spain. And Halloween is celebrated over three days in Spain. The Day of the Witches, which is October 31st. All Saints Day, which is November 1st. And Day of the Dead, which is November 2nd. I love that. Me too. Many parts of Spain share similar celtic traditions to other western nations on halloween residents carve pumpkins and go trick-or-treating however i know i'm i looked this up and i apologize galithia 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 it's a small community in the northwest part of spain and they use pumpkins slightly differently than others do 
They call October 31st the Night of the Pumpkins. And they fill hollowed out pumpkins with a drink called Cuyamada. I'm so sorry. And it is, if I mispronounced that, um, it's an alcoholic punch and it's made using coffee beans, orange peel, cinnamon, and liquor. Yummy. Yes. And then the mixture is set on fire. <gasps> like a flaming Dr. Pepper, but in a yes. pumpkin. Yes. And then the brewer ladles the flammable drink into the air and it produces streams of f- flames. And then a spell is recited as the concoction is brewed. And it is supposed to cast out demons and ghosts while purifying those who drink it. And it's so cool because some of these incantations are are framed and hanging on the wall in the local taverns here. Oh, wow. I know. That's cool. What a fun thing to see. So they do drink it. They don't just um, use it to in the ceremony type thing. Yes. They actually do drink it. Yes. We should find a recipe for this. I know. I love using a um, pumpkin or a watermelon or whatever as your drink vessel, as your punch bowl. Me too. I've actually never drank out of a pumpkin before. I should try it. I feel like I have, but I might have just read it in a magazine or something. But I know a lot of people do it, obviously, for Halloween parties. But even just mm-hmm. with like a like good beer because mm-hmm. it'll kind of flavor it just slightly. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine just drinking up like a giant pumpkin? <laughs> just a single serve? Instead yes. of buying the mini pumpkins, you just have a giant <laughs> pumpkin you carried around with you? <laughs> that is so funny. I Just the idea of that. Um, our next one is, okay, now this one, I it's from Sweden, and it is... It is a version of All Saints Day, but it is, I'm going to try to pronounce this the best that I can, Alhegodagen. I was going to say good luck. Alhegodagen. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so I apologize <laughs> to the entirety of Sweden. <laughs> I am an idiot. <laughs> uh, so this was originally celebrated in Sweden on November 1st. And in 1953, the event was moved to the Saturday between October 31st and November 6th. So it's like um, how our Thanksgiving is always the fourth Thursday. I was literally just saying that I wish that we did that for Halloween. I wish that it was just the last Saturday because having Halloween on a Monday or Tuesday, I mean, mean, any day during the week, what a nightmare. It is a nightmare. And my... um, kids school has now started giving the day off a day after Halloween off oh my god you're so they're so smart and you're so lucky well no then they're my problem (laughs) I was gonna say teachers should get paid double the day after Halloween I mean they really should and they should have it just be a day off because it is a nightmare but if it was like the last Saturday it'd be solved right we should can we can we go in front of Congress start that that petition Let's yes. start this petition now. Listen, if an internet petition can bring back the Mexican pizza. What can't we do? Nothing. Unstoppable. There's there's nothing. I think Sweden is where it's at. They know what's going on. They're in the know. They're the mm-hmm. ones doing it right. Mm-hmm. 
Swedish All Saints Day is celebrated in the same vein as many Latin American countries. Locals visit the graves of their dead, leaving flowers, wreath, lanterns, and candles. Nighttime during All Saints Day in Sweden is a spectacular sight to see. Entire cemeteries are aglow as people pay their respects. Beautiful. Yes. And this is kind of like a fun fact. American-style Halloween traditions only started appearing in Sweden in 1982. The owner of a party store called Butrix imported his Halloween decorations from the United States. And in an interview with the media, managing director Bensk Olander confessed that he only sold the decorations to appease his American wife who nagged him for some (laughs) years, quote. And it was a good thing Olander listened because his Halloween products sold quickly, putting his Stockholm department store on the map. Olander was forced to get into the Halloween spirit once again when his 10-year-old daughter asked for a jack-o'-lantern. Since pumpkins are a limited commodity in Sweden, the dutiful father created a plot for his his daughter to start growing her own pumpkins. So it was... The naggy American wife who was like, hey, I know this is like a special thing that you guys do in the cemetery, but it's like, <laughs> where's the plastic witches? From one naggy American wife to another. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> I love that he uh, started growing pumpkins for his daughter. That seems like another side hustle that he could have gotten into. If, I know. If pumpkins are a commodity there. It's very American to capitalize on a holiday like that and turn it into an enterprise. It is. I mean, that's about as American as you can get. (laughs) All right. So our next one on the list is one that we probably all know. And it's um, Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos, which is from Mexico. And the event spans from October 31st to November 2nd. And it is an occasion to honor the dead and visit the graves of lost relatives. So children are encouraged to build altars. Um, so if you don't have any um, Mexican relatives or Mexican-American relatives that celebrate um, Dia, dos, Dia de los Muertos, um, Disney made Coco, which was a, like a perfect... Uh, well, I can't say perfect, but it was kind of um, a look into Day of the Dead for uh, Mexicans and Mexican-Americans. Um, so it's a really great movie, actually. It is such a good movie. It, yes. It is a tearjerker. It is oh, so well done. It is beautiful. It is one of my favorites. Um, I was think I've been thinking about it the whole time you did this list. And the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful. So... Just like in Coco, children are encouraged to build altars to attract spirits, and it's thought that child spirits will return to the Day of Innocence, which is November 1st, return on the Day of Innocence, excuse me, and that adult spirits will return on the Day of the Dead is November 2nd. These altars are placed near headstones, boasting marigold flowers, food, photos, and family trinkets. Family members maintain the grounds and often use incense to purify the gravestones. Special foods are cooked to celebrate the occasion, including bread of the dead. 
and sugar skulls. The bread of the dead is sweet, circular, it's bun-shaped that traditionally features patterns of skulls and finger bones. A single teardrop shape is often molded into the bun, representing the grief of losing a loved one. Oh. I know. A similar culinary tradition is observed in is observed in Southern Europe. Italians celebrate Day of the Dead with beans of the dead. And the beans are actually almond-flavored cookies that look vaguely reminiscent of fava beans. And the shape is quite deliberate. However, in ancient Rome, it was thought that the souls of the dead were held within beans. (laughs) (laughs) We both just sat there trying to do the math. Like that meme where the the lady has all the math above her. That was me trying to figure out why the soul would be in a bean. I'm like... Because we grow, beans grow. <laughs> I was trying okay. to work this out. Doesn't okay, say you're why actually they that. you're pretty close. Because okay. it was thought that the beans, uh, bean plants, hollow stem served as a ladder between the realms of Hades and Earth. Wait, is that where Jack and the Beanstalk comes from? I believe. Let's sprinkle a little death on that story, that children's story too. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jack was a human. Jack was the, the giant was a god. It's actually the devil. <laughs> the devil's or Lord of the Underworld, Haiti, wherever Hades. Huh. That's fascinating. Yes. So I will never look at beans the same. I never honestly. will either. And if I was gonna guess any food was held the soul, bean would be like the bottom of that list if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> wouldn't think beans either. Um <laughs> Maybe a like a dragon fruit. Those are pretty. Yes, those are pretty. I would say a beautiful fruit to hold a trap a soul. Mm-hmm. Bean, fava beans of all of all the beans. <laughs> I mean, but whatever you know. Um, okay, our next one is um, pretty cool too. So this one comes from Guatemala. And um, this one has to do with kites. So every year on November 1st, the um, townsfolk of Sampago and Santiago in Guatemala hold their renowned kite festival. Kite makers spend months laboring on their colorful designs, many of, uh, made of bamboo and paper, and they are enormous, reaching spans up, up to 40 feet. Whoa. I know. Or 12 meters if you don't measure in feet. Um, Guatemalans first created the behemoth kites to protect against evil spirits. Superstitions um, told them that the rustling of tissue paper scared the spirits away. And now um, the kites are used to commemorate the dead. So the event is officially named the Festival of the Giant Kite. And the kites are flown over the local cemeteries where locals pay their respects and leave offerings. However, the festival serves a dual purpose. In addition to honoring the dead, many Sampango kite makers aim to deliver political messages. (laughs) The kites are often labeled with slogans which criticize government policy and call for peace. Um, And then sometimes some have more personal messages um, that are flown 
up for the awaiting spirits. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of what a beautiful way to honor your dead. Yeah, um, I bet that is really beautiful to see. And they're very colorful and huge. Like they're huge and they're colorful and you just hear the rustling of the paper. Mm -hmm. I bet bet it is um, kind of awe-inspiring. And then I, I saved my favorite for last. Okay, okay. So this one is kind of this is one legend of where jack-o'-lanterns originated from okay so the jack-o'-lantern is one of the most iconic at least here in america of the halloween decorations of all time but why to this day do we walk around with hallowed out pumpkins on october 31st and it has to do, at least according to this, with the legend of Stingy Jack. So the legend of Stingy Jack, a.k.a. Jack of the Lantern, is an Irish tale about a swindler who was very frugal with his money. Stingy Jack was famous for his chronic drinking and manipulative behavior. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Chronic drinking has kind of got me. I mean, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, but this caught the attention of the devil. And the devil wanted to know what all the fuss was about. <laughs> the devil's like, so there's this well-known dick named Jack. Yes. He racks up a bill and then he can't pay it. <laughs> oh, Jack Skellington. Is that why he was the pumpkin king in that movie? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> So he wanted to collect Jack's soul. <laughs> so upon realizing the devil's nefarious plan, Jack requested one last drink. And Satan obliged, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love stories like this where the devil's just like kind of chill and also yeah. like so bored. He's like, I'm just going to go fuck with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... He gave, they had one last drink together. And then when it came to the end, um, neither party could pay for the drinks. I, I had no idea the devil was so broke. The devil didn't have any cash? No. <laughs> Satan. Yes. So Stingy Jack convinced the devil to transform into a coin. Oh. And that way they could pay the barkeep. Oh, no. So again, the devil obliged. Turned himself into a coin, and Jack placed the coin on the bar, but next to a cross. And the devil was trapped, and hell was without its prince. Forever? So there's no more devil? Well, then the devil panicked. Oh, okay. And he agreed to leave Jack alone for 10 years in exchange for his freedom. Oh, okay. Yes. So 10 years goes by, and (laughs) Satan is ready to take take jack's soul Mm -hmm. at this point yeah so jack you know he's rode hard and put away wet Mm -hmm. and he is elderly and he is frail and you know life of crime does not pay (laughs) yeah those are city miles on on old stingy jack at this point yeah exactly so the devil comes back to jack and Jack is like, I'm old, I'm frail, I'm kind of hungry, there's an apple tree, do you mind one last thing before you take my soul? And the devil, obviously who must be some kind of idiot, 
was like, oh, of course, it would be my pleasure. So the devil went up into the apple tree. And while the devil was up there getting Jack an apple, Jack carved a cross in the bark. Oh, God. Yes. And again, the devil found himself trapped by Stingy Jack. So, um, well, Satan obviously was humiliated. (laughs) And he vowed to leave Jack's soul alone. And then, and for the rest of his life, he was left alone. The devil was like, fuck this guy. I like, yeah, I can't take any more punishment. So Jack eventually died. However, he was turned away from the gates of heaven and hell. And he was doomed to roam the netherworld. Nobody wanted him. No, not even the devil. So the devil, cackling with delight, gave his old nemesis a single burning ember. And Jack, wandering the netherworld for eternity, made a lantern from a turnip and placed the ember inside. And while he is wandering, it is said that Stingy Jack's lost soul is the, the turnip lantern is the only thing lighting the way. So the Irish first started using hollowed out turnips to keep the ghost of Jack at bay. But when Irish immigrants traveled to the United States, they discovered it was easier to carve the lanterns from pumpkins. Yeah, turnips are little. They're tiny. So turnip carving still exists today, particularly in parts of Scotland. And in 2015, Britain was struck with a bout of wet weather that significantly significantly affected the number of available pumpkins. So as a result, the English um, heritage charity started using turnips to decorate many of its own sites and recommended that others follow suit. So that is one origin story from the jack-o'-lantern which i don't know if it's true but in my heart it's true that jack is wandering the underworld right now with the turnip lantern for the rest of eternity because nobody wants him yes and who knew the devil would be so easily manipulated by a drunk that (laughs) had no money the devil at the bar pat in his pockets shit i left my wallet in hell of course he would say that Of course he would say that. He always forgets his wallet. Oh, of course. The devil always leaves his wallet at home. Shocker. That's that's exactly why he was cast out. They were sick of fronting the bill. That's the real reason he's a fallen (laughs) angel. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much blasphemy on one podcast. I like stories where the devil is just kind of like a jackass, like... A dunce, right? Yeah, easily manipulated, easily tricked. But it did come back on old Jack. Yeah, he is doomed to eternity to just wander. Mm. I know. The worst fate for just a guy who was just like mildly shitty. He was trying to have a good time. He was just mildly shitty and that's what he got. (laughs) Kind of an annoying drunk. Yeah, and well, that's why you always find yourself a rich friend who always picks up the tab. <laughs> and don't take the devil to happy hour. No, absolutely not. No. I so that was kind of a little short roundup, a short list of like traditions from around the world. I loved it. So so interesting. I love learning stuff like this. So if um I got any of these incorrect, please don't let me know. Um no, but 
Uh, if you still celebrate these, feel free to reach out. You could DM us or email us. All of our information's on the podcast description and our social medias. Um, and please ignore our ignorance as ignorant Americans. They all sounded interesting, even when we were being silly about them. Yes, yes. I absolutely would love to travel to these places and witness these traditions mm-hmm. if invited because they are cool. We, what, what are some like... I don't know. I did read that a guy a couple weeks ago did um, break the Guinness Book of World Records for like you um, longest time in a pumpkin boat down a river. Oh, yeah. Are you trying um, to say that you want to start your own tradition like just, that? What are some of our... <laughs> no. What are some of our traditions besides trick-or-treating, I suppose? I mean, I don't... As Americans, I guess we just trick or treat. And carve pumpkins. And we carve pumpkins, yes, of course. And we do have a lot of fall festivals or like mm-hmm. um, harvest festivals are, are kind of fun. At my house, um, we always have a series of spooky treats we make. We make witch finger cookies and spider Oreo treats and just things like, you know. So every year around this time, I start baking little fun things that my kids can do. Oh, that's kind of fun. I did do, for the first several, well, first couple years of my daughter's life, her name, her nickname rhymes with day. Mm -hmm. So we do the seven days of Halloween and we used to dress her up. Uh, so cute a, a costume like one a different costume every day leading up to halloween the, the seven days before um sh- not so easy these days <laughs> uh, when she was younger it was really easy to throw a costume on her she wouldn't fuss about it and i could you know mm-hmm. get that but she's i don't think she made it quite through the seven days last year maybe we didn't even do it last year because she just wasn't into it um, but we've done some really fun ones. So that's kind yeah. of our personal tradition. That's a really cool tradition. And you post it so everybody gets to share in the fun. Yes. We've done a we've done like a Twilight vampire. We've done um, an old-fashioned ghost with a bed sheet. We've mm-hmm. done a tourist with like a... Mm, that was one of my favorites. Sunscreen on her nose and a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff I just find throughout the year um or i go to thrift stores um i had some pretty fun ones um planned last year and she was not interested oh we did um a league of their own i was gonna say that yeah i like that one too um last year i had trunchbull from matilda planned in her um, olympic outfit she did not want to do it we (laughs) did um frida Kahlo one year Mm -hmm. we did rosie the riveter like um it was, we did a cowgirl She's going to love looking at these pictures when she's older. She's going to get a kick out of it. Um, th- have your, are your kids going to dress up this year? We can kind of end it with our Halloween. Yes, they're going to dress up this year. Oh, did Have they decided? Do you want to share? They haven't decided yet. They're still at the age where they want me to dress up with them in a group costume, and I'm all for it. So I'm trying oh, to I let them that. choose, but uh, it's hard to have sisters agree. I'll just put it that way. Yes, I um, I totally get that. Um, I would love to do a group costume, but my husband is a – he does not like to dress up. I've gotten him to dress up a couple years. He was a hippie one year, which he looked 
pretty sexy as a hippie. <laughs> um, the wig actually looked like it could be his natural hair. Somebody asked if, <laughs> if I was like, no. Um, he was, we were Mary Poppins and the chimney sweep one year. Oh, that's cute. Um, and um, my kids, I think this year, well, my daughter wants to be a werewolf. Mm-hmm. she's Cute. definitely the spooky scorpio of the family she's mm-hmm. a little bit macabre like i i said the other day she's like on that fine line where she's either going to be like an amazing hero or she's going to have like an absolute villain era like <laughs> she's gonna go either way she's most scorpios are like that though so we're prepared for whatever happens but she usually relates to the villains in the disney movies <laughs> <laughs> well then she she should love the new cruella movie Yes, she does. And she wanted to be Cruella, and then she decided werewolf. So maybe I can convince her to do the seven days of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son is super into Star Wars right now, so he is going to be Kylo Ren, which I, I think is a villain also. Cassie. I know. These I'm super just, villains you're raising. I love I it. Know. I'm here for it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, anyways, thank you so much for joining us for our one and done episode. We look so forward to spooky season. I hope this got you in the mood. If you're not already in the mood. I'm always in the mood. Me too, for spooky sex. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) And on that note, don't forget to love yourself. Lock your doors. And listen to your gut. Cheers to that. Cheers to that.